everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Loudwire Podcast. I'm Graham. I'm Joe. How you doing, Joe? Pretty good, Graham. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, Joe. Thanks. And today, we have two awesome guests. First, the drummer of Meshuggah, Thomas Haka. Hauka. 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 Apparently, we pronounced his name like Hauka. fairly well when we, when we spoke to him. And we had another special guest that came to us last minute. Surprise. Jes- yeah, Jessica Pimentel. And if you don't know who she is... She is from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, don't she, tell us you haven't watched that yet. Yeah, she's one of the baddest characters in that show, especially season four. Check that out. So when I heard that she was just going to be coming in with Thomas, I absolutely flipped out. Like, being excited about Mashuga, obviously, but when, when we told, yeah, Jessica Pimentel's coming, I absolutely lost it. I, I fanboyed out Seemed a little Meshuggah in itself, didn't it? Oh, there you go. There's the pun. There you go. And today's rocker versus writer topic, a really tough one. Very tough. Almost impossible. Actually, probably impossible. Impossible. But we gave it a shot anyway. Yeah, it is the battle between thrash drummers. The Who is the greatest thrash drummer ever? Is it Dave Lombardo or is it Gene Hoagland? I don't know if we're ever going to arrive at the answer to that question. I don't know. We'll see. But Thomas Hawk is going to take the side of Hoagland. Joe will be taking the side of Dave Lombardo. All right. All right. It's the Loudwire podcast. Sit down and shout. That's my best deal. All right, Loudwire Podcast here, and we've got two awesome guests. First of all, from the Sugar, Thomas Hake. I think Hello. I could. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, that was like the Zach Wilde intro that we had the other yeah. day. And from Orange is the New Black, Jessica Pimentel. You know her because she ran the joint in season four. Shh, I haven't seen season yeah, four no. yet. <laughs> no, it's not a spoiler. She ran the joint. Not yeah. literally. She didn't like become the warden, but yeah, she, you're a total badass in that season. So we're so everyone, happy to have you both here. Yeah, everyone's seen that season already, so yeah. it's not a spoiler. I mean, by, a spoiler by this time, anymore. it's not a spoiler. Nah, everyone's not been everyone. I, I like to wait one week. I give yeah. it one week, and then I say, that's it. It's yeah, that. if you haven't seen the whole season yet, you're not just interested enough, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching right before season four came out not even knowing that season four was coming out so i watched the three seasons and i was like i need a little bit of a break to digest everything before i just start marathoning another season right so so you did three kind of back to back yeah real well (laughs) he's exhausted from television yeah i'm still out of breath we are exhausting show to watch i think especially season four was Pretty exhausting. That was an intense. That's season. how you do it, yeah. though. That's you, you're doing it right, man. Mm-hmm. You're like just I'm savoring just it. binge wash it. Binge, you're like absolutely. three, four, five seasons. That's perfect. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yesterday we got the the news that Jessica, you were coming in. So we're like, I, we're already excited about Thomas, and then we I hear you're coming. And I'm like, yay! So like, it's it's so great. But it was also like. It's like why why is she coming in with with Thomas? So like, what's the the affiliation here? Ah, you weren't yeah. aware. I'm. I've looked all online. I, I I'm See, not aware of this you. affiliation. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're we, we're pretty good at keeping yeah. it kind of to ourselves, but yeah. we've been an item for uh, some time now. Beautiful, yeah. wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Well, a year a and a half. We're yeah. coming, up, half. coming up on two years. Two years, years yeah. Almost a year oh and a half. Two years. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So it, it's funny because when I was looking, uh, I found uh, an article, Jessica, that you had written. A while back, yeah, of the five hottest metal musicians, <laughs> and that for, is what got it for, started for a little for a little site. And of course, Thomas was on he that. He was list. on that. Well, yeah, he was on the list. I'm sure he was on the site, and he's like, "Yes, I'm going for yeah, it." Right. <laughs> yeah, is, is that right. what happened? No, no. Not, oh. at <laughs> not at yeah. all. You could like have lied. I, I, yeah, we could have cleared it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh man, yeah, we should have. Well, yeah, we should have yeah. cleared that up. Well, how how yeah. did you two meet? Uh, actually, we we met many years ago. The first time she, you used to come out to shows and we'd hang out and talk a little bit. And and whenever we played in New York, she knew actually uh, one of our tourists, um, Morton. She kind of knew him, had a little bit of contact with him um, before I got to know her. 
and then like in 2012 or something was kind of the first time that we really kind of mm-hmm. um just hung out and talked for a while i just, you know it was never like anything not even flirtatious no, or anything I mean, at that time I, they, I was, that was a later absolutely thing. no flirtatious vibe yeah for his super gentleman and respectful and it, i appreciated that he spoke to me like an individual yeah, was, a person yeah, he was, wasn't trying to hit on me or, or no i was just more intrigued like her because she's buddhist and and there's my booty like, what yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I heard that she's too. a booty i'm a booty <laughs> she's a booty is that what happened babe? yeah no it's just my uh the 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 actual like mechanism for how my english uh language works just shut off yes. there for a yes. second <laughs> no but the, like the, the buddhist her buddhist take on things and they yeah, being in like in metal so i kind of I knew her before the Orange is the New Blood. Yeah, before yeah. the show kinda, even happened. So, uh, yeah, and even like the first year that show was out, I wasn't really aware of the show or anything. So so it, it was more like a common ground as far as like the music that we were interested in and, you know, a stuff like that. A lot of things. Yeah. Very, very much alike. Very, yeah. scarily uh, to yeah, a point. Right. And by now, it's like, it's just ridiculous like there's so many like similarities like little things that will do just the same same way exactly the same first time he came over he laughed because we had all of our things in our houses are exactly in the same places we use the same products we use it's just like well it's kind of some bizarro (laughs) yeah the first time we sat down like on our couch or whatever um we both placed the same like the left leg on the like, exact same way on the right leg we no. both took a we took both a took a pillow at the same and time, put, put it, it like on like on our lap oh. and just sat down and we just saw that and we just burst out laughing like this is <laughs> ridiculous. and since then it's just been kind of picking up it's just more and more like just everything all the things. time it's, we just uh very much in sync and in tune and kind of understand each other in a way that i don't think other people understand we're weirdos yeah, we kind of get each other, so yeah. it's very nice to find your weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> no, d- d- I don't know. Maybe every couple says that. No, I guess. Yeah, it's still I mean, it's still true for us, though, regardless yeah. of whether other people actually say that too. Absolutely. Wow, no. that's the amazing thing with life. <laughs> now, Thomas, since you read a lot of lyrics, um, philosophical existentialism uh buddhism has a lot of ties in just uh deep philosophy uh do you have like at length discussions about the lyrics together no 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 and as far as like the buddhist teachings and everything that's something that i don't really i will ask her little things and she'll tell us tell Mm -hmm. me some whatever i if i'm interested she will obviously tell me about it but but uh at the same time it's it's something that I, I kind of, at this point in time, at least, I, that's her thing. She mm-hmm. does that, and we we don't really necessarily have to discuss that at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And so, any questions he'll ask, I'll gladly answer, but I don't feel that I'm the kind of person that wants to force my viewpoint my beliefs on someone else yeah. if they're curious they'll come they'll yeah. find it mm-hmm. he'll ask yeah and the books are there the yeah. books are right at home yeah i wouldn't take that either i yeah, i wouldn't be comfortable if someone tried to like kind no of push it's it because on. that's yeah, the, so, whole, the whole yeah. path is your own path so mm-hmm. that's the kind of the whole point but all our all most of alakin's guns lyrics are um based on buddhist texts and meditations and actual books that exist and their interpretations of of ancient teachings on meditation and mind training hmm. so lyrically you guys are both at the same headspace i well, as far as that yeah that came out a little bit yeah they came out no but i know i get no i get something about there's it, we're not writing about like uh you know like the girl around the motorcycle. corner exactly. motorcycles exactly. i kind of want to write although about we might do that so. later <laughs> yeah. actually you know what let's i do love it. motorcycles yeah me so, too yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, See, now we're going to ride a motorcycle. I'm going to ride about a Tesla car for yeah, the next Yeah, the Tesla. Album. Oh, yeah. yes, tomorrow. Got to get an endorsement <laughs> from, from Elon Musk. Yes, um, yes. Mr. Musk, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you're hearing us, we live very close to the Tesla factory. <laughs> Give us shit. Just, I mean, we can be there whenever you want. <laughs> I yeah. would like to have my first car be one of yours. Oh, oh that's so cute. Because I can't drive and it has an yeah. autopilot. I don't oh, have yeah. a driver's license. Yes. So for the Meshuggah's new album, The Violent Sleep of Reason, uh, I know that 
film and books and philosophy uh, play a big part in the lyrics that you write. So for this record, uh, are there any books or films or other uh, pieces of inspiration that you took for this one specifically? No, not so much. Orange Loosely, is the new black. I, yeah, not, <laughs> not specifically, I wouldn't say. But. The last three songs are yeah. all about Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and the prison industrial complex. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's pretty Yeah, mellow. Yeah. What's the name of that? Uh, the computer in person of interest. Uh, I, I, I direct my prayers to that computer sometimes, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that, that has has any. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know how that has anything to do with the lyrics right now. No. So I'm I just kind of kind of took a sideways uh, uh, kind of leap here. Yeah, I, books. Unfortunately, I read less and less. Sure. Uh, like uh, I think a lot of people right now. So in a in a sense, uh, like I I watch more and more series, and that's kind of taken over. I just eat it up you know and and unfortunately i do read less and less but the last book i will say that that definitely had like a direct like very much at least an inspiration uh for me for for the writing of the lyrics on this album was uh christopher hitchens god is not great yes i'm a big fan yeah so unfortunately he's he's not around anymore but yeah great author and and a very uh very sound mind and and into me one of the one of the great writers when it comes to uh questioning like the the religious kind of how that whole structure fits into reality and and into politics today and and how kind of scary that is he was vicious as a debater too he was vicious he pulled no punches and he i don't know if you've read dawkins look like a little girl i you know i've read (laughs) dawkins too and he's good but you're right like dawkins does not had the he did not have like the same bile coming up yeah you know what i mean he's not as visceral yeah no and then hitch who wrote um he was writing a book right before he passed away called mortality which is a very, very short book, but about him dealing with uh, his upcoming mortality as he yeah, knew that he was going to face yeah. it. So, so if you get the chance, it's it's a really, really great book. I would recommend that. It's, yeah, it's God, an emotional read. And and that book, God is not great. That's the one book I think I ever read where I you finish the last page and I just immediately started over. I just mm. had to. Read oh wow! It. Yeah, like the whole thing. I just read it whole through once over. You know. So that's that says something about that book, you know. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Now, um, we were talking um, earlier before about uh, the surgery that you've had. Um, or, uh, sorry, you've said that, like, surgery uh, can't really fix nerve damage um, mm. for some issues that you had with your right foot would kind of swivel. Um, and uh, I was reading that you actually were even considering uh, finding a replacement. Yeah, I mean, at the time when it happens, you're like, okay, this is it. You know, I had a good run, but, Mm -hmm. you you know, that's like losing your left hand if you're a guitarist. You're like, well, that's thanks. Mm. And, you know. (laughs) Now, with Meshuggah's music, obviously, your drumming is incredibly complex. And there's got to be a smaller pool of drummers to choose from who would really be capable of playing that kind of music. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you have anyone specific in mind? No, I, I mean, I never really got that far as to thinking of specific, like, drummers, but there's definitely people, you know, that, that could do it. But that's that's just the one aspect of it is if that would have been the case, if if it was, like, if the damage had been so great that I couldn't, like, come back from it, um, it's a matter, it's so, so many other factors, too, like, because the other guys in the band have to like deal with other. this yeah this is <laughs> like yeah, someone yeah. who very, has to kind of fit into that not just mm-hmm. being able to play and, uh, the whole dynamic it's yeah it's there. it's so much that kind of comes with that so it, of course and that with with every kind of aspect of it the more the narrower that you know spectrum of po- you know possible drummers Definitely. you know get so yeah I I'm, think, I'm glad we didn't have to do that yeah i mean too to me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. Yeah. To me, the only drummer I could ever picture like filling in your spots a guy like Danny Carey, who is mm. just very good at working independently with his limbs and using polyrhythms. And I was mm-hmm. actually uh, speaking with Tool, one of uh, Tool's reps, the other day, and uh, he was telling me about how Danny still practices so much and still is learning like all these Middle Eastern tabla. Mm. 
patterns and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I was kind of like, Danny Carey still takes lessons? Like, what doesn't he know? But then, obviously, everyone is always still getting better, and there's always more to learn. So for you, Thomas, what uh, is there still to learn, or what have you been learning lately? Um, actually, uh, not much. <laughs> not, not much? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, to, to, be, to be completely honest, they, like, you have some drummers like, uh, we were mentioning Kenny Grahowski earlier, and yeah, he's one, one of, of those drummers. New York drummers, extremely, um, extremely versatile. He played salsa with his, you know, family at yeah. Lincoln Center. And last he'll play week. metal and in that same play. evening and whatever. And, and then go do like hipster assassins. Or yeah, something so I, I see, uh, I see drummers like that like, are really like kind of infused in music all the time, and they have to have to like they they live and breathe that, you know. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, and I know a lot of drummers that are like that, that it, when, if they're not playing with a band, they will still like go and practice and, re, you know, and, and go through the motions at least, but they will like be practicing on things like constantly and just trying to, you know, just better themselves, better themselves. And uh, for me at this point in time, it's more like when we, when I have time off, I want to be off. I, I don't want to like, I don't have that urge to play drums anymore. I don't have to... Mm-hmm. I don't get like nervous if I hadn't played played drums in two weeks. I could go for months, and it's like I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, I mean, you said uh, like you even took like a year without even drumming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, I won't even do it. But so I mean, it, it depends on of course your headspace. What 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 do you want? What are you doing with your music and so on? And by now, of course, we were fortunate enough to to take uh, the music from a hobby level. Then you start making money off of it. And today it's work. So you don't, it's not really your hobby anymore, right? We're, we're, we're just fortunate people that we were able to make the hobby the, the, the main source of income. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is now. So like anyone with, with, with a, a job that, that is not necessarily like mm, the only thing you want in life, you're yeah. going to, when you have vacation, you're going to not come back. You're not going to no come way. into work. No way. So, so that's kind of how mm-hmm. I function. That's my take on, on kind of. On, on music and drumming as well so with that said that means that i i don't really get better i i kind of i dip down when i'm off and then i try to kind of get back up to the same level that i was before i dropped off and okay. so you kind of go like that so i don't really see myself getting better uh but at the same time with each album you learn something new so i mean you're repertoire and i guess your mind in a sense gets richer and richer over the years with with the kind of information you have in there but at the same time i'm not really like really working to to better myself it's one of those traits you either have it or you don't you know and uh, i wish i did because i you know it would make my life easier in a lot of ways (laughs) when you don't have the dips because it's pretty hard to come back from when you've like yeah. anything, you know, like, like going anything, to the gym sure. or whatever. So yeah, exactly. Like once you stop, yeah, exactly. it's just you know, Yeah. If you go to the gym, you want to, you want to stay there. Cause, yeah, there yeah, was one day I was in the like living room years. and I hadn't jammed in a while and I was playing and I'm like, I sound like a child. And I <laughs> yeah. threw it down because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't been playing for a while because uh, shooting, when I get home, I don't want to play anymore. You know, I don't have the time or the inspiration. Yeah. I got to feel that feeling to play and then it's late and then you know yeah and i finally had a moment and it had been so long and it wasn't coming out the way i wanted it to come out so yeah. i just threw a hissy fit and <laughs> i hate you guitar and i yeah. put it down and I, we stormed out yeah <laughs> you should have broken that guitar no no at that point it's nice it was, v, it was a flying it. v i wasn't gonna break, oh, never break a no, flying no, v never no they're on nice. stage no yeah. not, not even that no. yeah no they're yeah. too they're too nice they're All right, let's get into some rocker versus writer versus actor slash well, rocker as well. <laughs> like, uh, a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. A whole bunch of, whole bunch of different verses. A whole bunch of verses. Do you say verses? Verses. Verses. Versatize. Oh, yeah, yeah. Versatize. Is it with the A-E-S at the yes. end? Oh, thank Versatize. you. Why not? Versatize. Well, today's topic uh, is the greatest thrash drummer ever. Uh, Thomas from Mashuga will be taking the Atomic Clock, Gene Hoagland, while Joe from Loudwire.com will be taking Dave Lombardo. Oh, yeah, Dave. Yes. Yeah, so. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not much versus there, because that will just, like, 
we'll just shake hands and we can go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, th- those were the two I was kind of like, mm, it's Dave or it's Gene. You know? I think yes. it's the obvious two though, to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's for, yeah. I think that's the answer. It's Dave or it's Gene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You got, so podcast done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it's interesting because those guys are like cut from the exact same cloth. They're mm-hmm. both self-taught and Gene was like roadieing for Slayer. Yeah. And he gave Dave a couple tips on the double bass. I guess he was saying that um, he went to uh, some shop and was like, I want to play double bass like this. Mm-hmm. I want that sound. He's like, well, you need, <laughs> you need, you need two, two kick drums. Kick you need, <laughs> um, and he didn't have it. So he's like, practice with your left foot on the hi-hat and your right foot on the kicks. That way you could at least get the pattern down. Yeah. And then when he got behind his first kit with double bass, it was actually Dave Lombardo's. And he got behind there and just started hammering out kicks. And Lombardo's like, what the hell is going on? Like, how'd you learn that? Yeah. So I guess he gave him some tips there, and oh, then. That's cool. Oh um, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. I mean, he was young too, like with Dark Angel. Like, he was when he started with that band. He wasn't old. I mean, he was probably. Like, he wasn't old. Yeah. I mean, weren't we all old all the time? Like, no, he must have been like 15 years or something. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Dave sure. is killing it right now with suicidal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, draw droppingly. They open for Megadeth. Uh, we we all know what happened before Megadeth played with you guys outside in the street. Um, oh, you can see that on our YouTube channel. On uh, the Megadeth crowd control. Megadeth crowd control, yes. yes. What, what was that? Is that something I missed completely? Or what happened? It was, uh, or are the, we not going to talk about it? Just like an on in the street sort they, of they were out. Ah. They were out uh, asking people before the Megadeth show certain kind of random questions, and I happened to walk by. Ah. And I, I answered the questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Uh, but there's a whole lot of people, and it's a great right. video. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, n- no offense to you know anyone in Megadeth. Yeah, but that's but, that but, meaning what you, what you were saying with Dave with uh, uh, but, with. But going um, to see suicidal. Suicidal. Yeah. That energy was, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the the band is incredible, of course. You know, Psycho Michael is always on point. He knows how to rule the crowd. Roddy is on on bass. Uh, my fellow Spectre. Uh, yeah, yeah. endorsement mate um, he's he's amazing but Dave well, is just like that's so good to see him play that no, it's I like bet. back I mean, to they your always roots had, uh, they, that they, hardcore his name? Kirk, uh the old drummer he was always on point he was mm-hmm. super awesome drummer mm-hmm. uh, I would love to see Dave do that though yeah, I, I never, I didn't see this myself. It was, it um, was like, like oh, yeah. almost like tears to my eyes. It was just so good to see him in that groove, that youthful kind of just you know rebellious. Oh yeah, no, skateboard bandana. Yeah. And he's a perfect. And fit. he was perfect because yeah. mm-hmm. like he does yeah. a lot of stuff where he does a downstroke on an upbeat, yeah. and that's perfect for it's suicidal perfect. tendencies yeah. too. Because their music's always like really bouncy. Like then a new song clap like Ozzy. Like mm-hmm. it's <laughs> just all about having fun. Yeah. So you get the downstroke on the upbeat, and it kind of yeah. it gets that nice bouncy. Vibe and he's classy. To it. He's a classy player. He's mm-hmm. classy. Yeah. I like it. You know, I like his Philly never overdoes things. You know, some yeah. drummers overplay. It's like, shh, dude, chill out. <laughs> you can play. I get it. Yeah. Like, he never overplays. Tom, Thomas never overplays. But, you know, he. Some people just want to show everything they can do at once, but he's always classy. He always plays exactly what needs to be played. Well, if we're oh, going yeah, to... he's good like that, Dave. But that same thing goes for Dave Lombardo or for Gene Hoagland, though. I mean, we're yeah. doing the verses here. I mean, oh, I forgot. Okay, yeah. I'll give, I'll give, I gave every credit in the world and all the accolades to to uh, uh, to Dave for for all that he's done with Slayer and so on. Uh, but then again, Gene Hoagland, individual thought patterns, symbolic. Yes. <laughs> All the things that he did with strapping young lad, you know. That alien record death is, clock, is crazy. The alien, alien yeah. the new black and alien, those mm-hmm. albums. I mean, come on. It's just get on your knees and bow to the metal king of drums. That's just because, I mean, I saw him very recent, like it's less than a year ago with, with uh, uh, We're having some technical difficulties here. This yeah. thing got to slide up. Is what it is. Yeah, I saw him like a year ago with uh, uh, the Death Toll in, mm-hmm. in Stockholm, and he just nailed it. Those old Death songs, he just he just nailed it. And we were up on a balcony, so I had a perfect view of him, and it was just effortless. And I actually right after right as they're done, I walk downstairs, and he just comes off the stage, and you know, I, I meet up with him, and it's like, oh hey buddy, how you doing? And the guy, I. Seriously, 
he wasn't even sweaty. He had done like... <laughs> yeah, he was so wow. mad about that. Like, he had done like an hour, 20 it. minutes of death songs from like that area. Yeah. Like and individual thought patterns, good. symbolic. That and he's hair, like, not perfect. even... He doesn't even break a sweat. It's like, you MF... You, what? <laughs> like, I just, you know, you just get... You, you, I just get pissed off, you know? But he's, yeah, tremendous. I always, We were up there, a whole bunch of drummers watching him play that night and Everyone was it just felt the same way. It's like oh, he's, he's very versatile. He's great. Wow, yeah, he's great. Yeah. And what's interesting is that both Lombardo and Hoagland have played in Testament. Hoagland's yeah. in the band now, mm-hmm. and Lombardo played on the appropriately titled "The Gathering." My favorite. And favorite. oh, that's really that's your favorite. My favorite Testament record. It's oh. up there for me. It's. I used to play lacrosse, and I would put on like four songs hold from on "The now, Gathering." Hold on now. We, I think to we gotta ready. take. Let, let's just let's just. You used to play lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, all right. That's I like hitting people with Now is the time when yeah. the I secrets de- come out. I, I played defense. Make sure. Just making sure. Yeah. I yep. played defense. I hit people with a six-foot metal stick. Well, so do you I. Make it I mean, I do that, I do <laughs> yeah, that yeah. often. So. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's, uh, it's I would something. Could you stop messing with that thing? Now? It's just bothering me. It's like... Uh, but I would always put on like four songs from The Gathering because they would just get me pumped and just wanted like murder people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a lot of that was Lombardo's drumming. He is just furious on that. And like what yeah. Hoagland brought on Dark Roots of Earth was um, like I was actually talking to Alex Skolnick about this. Like it widened the scope of Testament sound where he's got the blast beats and yeah. everything. And he's bringing in even like a more aggressive style. Oh, but yeah, yeah. What Lombardo does is he plays very aggressive. He very hits yeah. the drums. Mm-hmm. He hits very the drums. hard. Yeah. Very hard. Um, Graham, I think you were saying, like, what, he he actually restrains himself? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, he, I got to see him when they played in Grip Inc., and I got to sit behind that kit for a few nights in a row. And uh, he's no joke. It, the, just the sheer force of how he hits uh, yeah. will make your ears ring if you're yeah. anywhere close by. But Gene, Gene is an equally hard hitter, but he just uses it more. I think... Uh, Sorry, Dave, but Gene has a little more refined technique maybe than you do. Because mm. that guy has mm. perfect, like, molar stroke technique like he doesn't really it he doesn't need to put a lot of effort into it i mean he's got way 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 better technique both those guys got way better technique than i do both wow. for hitting snares <laughs> and toms and and for kick drums everything uh so they're they both have excellent technique but gene gene to me it has like that he's got that perfect like snare hit technique the that snappy is snappy it's like a yeah it's like molar stroke it's just like one single it's like a singular flow kind of it's, it just makes, without effort, it just whacks the hell out of that drum, and it's like the loudest hit you've ever heard mm-hmm. at, without using effort. So it's, mm, we're doing verses here. So we yeah, got yeah, even, exactly. even though it's the two, the two best drummers in metal, definitely, you still got to do, yeah, we got to choose sides here. <laughs> I would prefer not to. I, I don't think you should. Yeah. It's I kind of want to cuddle with, with both, both those, with both those guys <laughs> yeah, at, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. he wants to be yeah. the center of a yeah. metal drummer metal threesome drummer baby. Sandwich. Yeah, oh boy, metal drummer sandwich. <laughs> who would be on the left and who would be on the right? It does not matter at that point. At that love, point, as long as he's one. in the middle. I would yeah. love to be Gene Hoagland's little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> we need a shirt. Yeah, but um, one thing I really like about Lombardo's playing is that he's got this kind of reckless, nervous energy to it, which um like it's unbridled character and which is really good for thrash because like sometimes you want that raw kind of loose unhinged sound oh yeah and the way like i could kind of best describe it is like you know when like if you're running downhill so fast like you your body goes ahead of your feet and Mm -hmm. you just tumble end over end he sounds like he's always about to go end over end Mm. but he never does he's so happy no i get i get what you mean and i agree he does have that kind of raw energy and his drum like a tom phil works it's like his fills oh, are so you, sometimes you feel like nervous oh, yeah. almost but he always nails it but it, 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 it does have that quality to it whereas i would say yeah maybe in that sense gene is a little more controlled mm-hmm. and uh it doesn't sound like it's it's just very controlled a lot of times yeah. it's just really on top of everything lombardo's and it, and it sounds kick. like that mm-hmm. lombardo's double kick phil and angel of death I mean, oh, I mean, it yeah. doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't get much yeah, better than that. Everything. That's yeah. so good. Last time I saw him do that, it was just, it was flawless. Not only that, he kept it going forever. And he's just, <laughs> just, look, just, he's just, just looking, feel... uh, he's just looking out over to stage right, like looking at his own <laughs> watch. Like, <laughs> 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 you 
he's like he's like answering phone calls and texting. Yeah, he's just he's, and he's, he's just like laughing and smiling at people outside of the stage at a, at this festival. And I was like, yeah, I can go like this no, forever. No big deal. Oh, man. So no he he deal. probably I don't know. It must have been at least like 40, 50 seconds or something. He just oh kept just going. Yeah, so he's going for the kicks per minute record. Nobody yeah, exactly. knows. Exactly. <laughs> how about when it comes to this debate? How about something like? Uh, redefining style and virtuosity because I think when it comes to just that argument itself, I think Dave Lombardo is probably a little more dynamic because you see him doing the stuff with Slayer, but then you'll see him do a different style in Phantomas and a different mm-hmm. style in film. And I don't know if you've heard the new band Dead Cross, but it's some of the nastiest, dirtiest metal-influenced hardcore that I've heard in a long time. Like, Well, I it, haven't heard that. It's yeah. absolutely amazing, and it's he just feral. fits oh, okay. every band that he he is in so perfectly. Whereas I think Gene is brilliant, but he brings himself just like the Gene signature oh, yeah. style. Get, yeah, the right. Atomic Clock is here, dude. So the Atomic like, Clock, yeah. get get ready because it it's gonna, the same way every it's gonna time. sound like this. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll give you that. Maybe maybe that you know, I don't know if that's. Uh, because it, yeah, because it la- because the yeah, gene maybe lacks that or um, let me not use that bad connotation word. Keep going. You're he, me that out. he's like that he's <laughs> he uh, he just does like the death metal kind of thrash and death metal. He's and perfect really at his style. He's, yeah. he's extremely okay perfect to be good at, that. at something, one thing, and not everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very true. Yeah. You're the best at it. I mean, that's. Great. Yeah, he's like yeah. a fully loaded 18-wheeler going downhill at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's coming at you. Yeah. He's like no, the bus I guess, and I speed. See, I can see that. That could possibly be the case. I've never seen Gene really do anything else but, but mm. metal. That's, but at the same time, it's just, I don't know. He's got that something that just makes it extremely metal when he plays. Yes. It's just like with Death Clock or whatever. It's just, come on, dude. So it's good. just metal mm. over the top metal and his mm-hmm. drumming definitely is one of the key ingredients to to make it into that but of course Dave Lombard is equally it's, it's, it's a very tough this is like the hardest version. versus yeah. ever I just kind of want to sigh and do like the those sounds all the time like hmm they're both so awesome, awesome. Yeah. no one said it'd be easy that's for sure Jess who's you know I know that you're a, a Megadeth fan because we ran into you on the street at a Megadeth I show Oh, you're there for suicidal. That's right. Oh, but uh, who's your luckily, favorite? Luckily, you whispered that, and he and no one and no one would no one will hear that. No, no, no I no, really no, went. No. I mean, I love Megadeth. They 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 had all the hits. You know everything. Uh, maybe it's just I'm older now and uh, that uh, jaded. I don't. Oh, it's different styles. It's a though. different, but it's just a different feeling than I, than when you were younger. You know, I just that just hasn't kind of translate. But the hits are still the hits. They're yeah. still good, yeah. you know. You know, pied by. And, and we, we, love, all we, we I mean, love all those. And now, yeah. But there's an energy that's kind of not there anymore, and I don't know if it's because of changing members or just you know, age, age, or yeah, me, yeah like if thirty it's years me, into if it's it. Then or, <laughs> but or at then, the same but, time, that's funny that you mentioned that because that was would be my like third choice after those two guys. Like what, as far as the best metal drummers in the world, the guy that's playing with them right now, Dirk Verburen. Yeah, formerly yeah. from soil work from soil, that's yeah. also one of the i mean he he's not uh metal he doesn't maybe bring that sense but he's a very groovy swinging even at blast beat tempos it's like swinging you want to dance to a blast beat like mm. that guy can do that so that he's for me definitely like top five metal drummers in the world today absolutely wow. so dark from for, who's now with megadeth so congratulations yeah. on that gig to him but yeah He's great at that. And grooves are not an easy thing either. It's kind of like an either you have it or you don't. Groove um, is the hardest thing there is. Hard. And especially, is, yeah, especially to a click track too, you know, that takes a lot of, you got to have it first of all, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of, a lot of practicing to and Lombardo, know, be able to do that. Lombardo has a very keen sense of groove in his oh, playing. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. And it's like Gene Hoagland, like we said, he's just kind of, he's the freight train. He's coming at you 100 miles an hour, like a little bit less groove. I mean, he knows how to swing in some parts and everything. Oh, yeah, that guy's, no, that guy swings. Fantastic drummer. Come on, guys. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. swings like a some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's Rocker versus Writer, everybody. Let us know what you think 
in the comments section below. Yeah, you try picking between Gene yeah. Hogan. and David. I mean, that's yeah. so if you think if you guys it's think it's rough. that easy, it's yeah, really hard. absolutely, it's a tough one. Yeah. So let's finish up the interview with a, a couple of topics. Have you seen the Ronnie James Dio hologram? That debuted at uh, Vakken. I saw pictures of it, and I just I couldn't bring myself to investigate any further. I, <laughs> I, not, I, I have not even heard of it. No. Wanted to no? leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, it de- it debuted at Vakken, and Dio Disciples brought it out on stage like <laughs> for the two, encore. Like, yeah, like yeah. For We Rock. Like Tupac style, like wave, like, you know, from back like then. Like Michael Jackson. They did one with yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson. They did one with Yeah, Tupac. they did yeah. one with Michael. Yeah. But this yeah. is the first time they did it with a live band. Okay. I don't know how I feel all about right. all that. No, of course. I, I don't think that's... What's, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, but... Mixed feelings, though, right? It's like it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, a little bit mixed feelings, maybe, but at the same time... Let dead, let people die. Let dead uh, people die. I don't know. Then you except gotta, Ronnie. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, like, what's except the... Except maybe Ronnie James Dio, But then though. the vocals are <laughs> like, hand-recorded, are right? Are we actually yeah. going to let this guy die? No. Are we actually going to say, as okay, if he died. he's <laughs> gone? He just transformed. I think we should not accept that he's gone, in a sense. And so I'm all for it. He I metamorphized to <laughs> yeah. light. Into light. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they are talking about taking this hologram out on tour. Oh, man. And it's interesting because they <laughs> have... Know, does they the have hologram get show? a salad? <laughs> I'm sure someone... It, does the hologram need money to do this? <laughs> the hologram's people. What's you don't have to pay diem? the hologram now. <laughs> yeah. What's his per diem? Does the hologram eat? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. on the hologram's well, tour light, rider? I yeah. think light just eats light. I guess. Or, but no, it, light eats the darkness. I would guess then that light would also fi- uh, fart light, right? <laughs> I, bu- hmm. I believe so. Yeah. But does light make wind? I mean, it, didn't he at some point even write about that? And it's something about... Well, like he's a, a rainbow in the dark now, for real. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there's, I yes. mean, you can see the stripes on the tiger, but you know it's clean, right? Yeah, you yeah. can mm-hmm. see it, yeah, but you know it's clean. And I don't know what he means when he's I, talking about that. I, yeah. I don't see what you mean. I have no clue. <laughs> I and, it does, and it does not matter. I don't think you're supposed to understand know. Ronnie James Dio's lyrics and just <laughs> accept them for the beauty that they are. I yeah. did come across the meaning of that line you the other did? day with Dio explaining it. I don't know where I found it from. I've been how, looking for half my life. He said, um, when you look at a tiger... I don't know what's worse, that you're looking for it or you've been looking for it for half your life. <laughs> well, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. Oh. You, just got, you just got prison shanked. Oh. oh, no, I'll own up to it. I wow. was inconsolable when Dio died. I don't oh, care. I, like, I, I, did, I, like, I shed I'm a tear when I saw sure the hologram. But um, the, he was saying that in the wild, a tiger can only be a tiger it cannot be camouflage you know exactly what you're looking at so mm-hmm. if you see somebody who's kind of representative of those qualities you know what they mean and that they're clean it's a safe kind of environment i guess so to speak okay i still don't know what yeah I'm but yeah. i mean are tigers <laughs> yeah. i mean what do you mean it's safe to see a tiger i thought if you see well, tigers, you know gone. somebody's not deceiving you oh because they're like leopard never changes his spots and a exactly. tiger always yeah. shows his stripes yeah. mm-hmm. there we go we got yeah. it yeah it took us five minutes yeah, <laughs> but um, one thing about the hologram though is that it has live interaction with the crowd built That's into weird. it. They based it off of a certain live performance, so there's interaction yeah. with the crowd. Let me hear you. And oh, of course, yeah. I don't think it's like acceptable, maybe for every rocker who's passed, but um, just for Ronnie and just like the magic yeah. behind all of it. It just I mean, it kind it of feels wrong sense. that if we don't have him, if it's him and his yeah. persona. But, but I don't. To, to a certain degree, also, I think that you're gonna have the effect of once it's done. You know, when they've done it for him, like, you're not going to see a whole lot of bands, like, lining up to use their old past members, members that are passed members. on. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, I think it's obviously, because like it's yeah. also, like, one of those new things. It's really cool, because you haven't really seen it before, other than, like, Michael Jackson, like you said, mm-hmm. and maybe some other things. But uh, Ronnie James, has, I guess, is the one you would do for, I don't, maybe, I don't necessarily see something you would bring out on tour and like do on a nightly basis it feels like the like one of those things like you kind of celebrate his his life or his career or whatever Mm -hmm. in music by kind of doing that maybe once but at this i guess it could be a tour i guess it could be a Mm. tour too but the more you're already aware of it i guess the more you kind of it turns into something else it just seems like a pop culture seems diminutive of of what they've done i mean i know it's hopefully i mean i can't say i know but hopefully it's a good intent to kind of celebrate who they are and what they are, but I think continuing that something like that for too long kind of diminishes, 
you know, yeah. that the yeah. real person. We could also hope that the the, the intent was actually just, just pure to make tons evil. of money. No, just pure uh-huh. evil. Well, like, I mean, that, somebody's <laughs> making that's, money. That's something. That's something he wrote about a lot. You so. know, someone's mm-hmm. making money off it. It's not like you know, people are like doing this for free. Well, Someone's got to well, be making a, a, a buck. This is this is by now speculation, though. <laughs> this is, this is, we don't we don't actually know this. Well, let's yeah. take it. Let's look at it from a different angle. How about people who have been mourning the the loss of Ronnie for the last six years? How many of those people are going to take drugs, go and weep with joy that Ronnie James was back from the crypt, singing for them? I think the more of a diehard fan you are for a lot of people, that's going to just make that harder. Whereas I think a huge like festival crowd are going to be overjoyed to see it as like a spectacle. spectacle, Let me use that word word. to see a spectacle like that for some people, like for for yourself here, like (laughs) being the, yeah, I I think, I mean, for you, it's got to be a little like, yeah, it's, it's like a two-edged sword a little bit. I'm gonna, like, I'll be the first one in the door to see it, but like, he'll be I'm, I'm gonna be him putting a, my, a hologram yeah, flower yeah. right yeah. back. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, like yeah. I'm gonna be putting myself like through something rough, and it's gonna be emotional for a lot of people just because of his lyrics, yeah. and the imagery, and no, that's well, what everything in his lyrics were yeah. so beautiful yeah. and 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 magical. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. so it, it and obviously, I think also some of the fans are just gonna hate it. You know, absolutely. everyone functions different. Yes, and on on that level, so. For some, it's just gonna be like, nah, that's just weird. That's just sick, man. That's just wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just wrong. <laughs> Don't you know, go. I'll go. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's gonna be people like that, obviously, too. But yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, lastly, uh, Jessica, with your appearance on our YouTube channel in that <laughs> in that uh, crowd that control segment, so random. It was great. We were so happy to run into you and. <laughs> You said something I thought that was very beautiful, and when you were describing heavy metal, you said heavy metal is the sound your heart makes when your mouth can't scream loud enough. So would you maybe tell us a little more about maybe a time when uh, metal allowed you to scream from your heart when your mouth could not? My whole life. That's what that's what brought me to it, is I was... Uh... Uh, a child with a lot of uh, responsibility, a single parent household. I was alone a lot. I played music, and music wasn't a hobby for me. It was uh, work. I played eight hours a day, classical music, classical violin. I didn't get to hang out with other kids. I didn't get to go outside. I didn't get to um, play and do all the fun things that my friends were doing. I felt very alone. I had a lot of schoolwork. I was in an advanced school. So I was around adults most of the time. And when I played music, I was around adults. And, and uh, you know, like I said, time alone, a lot of time alone, a lot of pressure to be good, to be the best and all that. And then I heard, you know, King Diamond Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was just so beautiful. I, it reminded me that music is beautiful. And then as I got older, I started, you know, discovering more things like Slayer and New York Hardcore and, and uh, just aggressive bands that were saying everything that I was thinking. And even a band, when the first Deftones album came out and it was just like skateboard, baggy jeans, you know, <laughs> rebellious, graffiti, all that stuff is all the things that I wanted to do or couldn't do. And and uh, all that rebellious noise, that that uh, cacophony of distorted guitars and double bass and lyrics that that if my mother were to read, I would be grounded for life. If my, yeah. Gran- yeah. my grandmother were to read, she'd call a priest. We're not even Catholic, but she'd have yeah. one come yeah. All that stuff, that, that it was expressing for me the things that I couldn't do. You know, I remember sitting on the living room floor, my grandma's watching her, her telenovelas, her soap operas. Of course. And I yeah. have headphones on and I'm listening to uh, The Candle. I'm like, holy Ooh. shit. <laughs> That's a weird setting for that. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. If she only knew if she what's only knew. going on in my head yeah. right now. If you she had put those headphones on her, the, immediately there would be an exercise She would be like, there. what is this? They're yeah. speaking in English. I only speak Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it gave me, that music was my escape mm-hmm. because I didn't have one. I couldn't, I, I had a very sheltered upbringing. There was no playing outside. There was no, like, hanging really? out. There's no... Hmm bouncy ball houses kind of things it was just you know it was in new york city i don't know Mm -hmm. now what about going from finding kind of that inner sanctuary by listening to the music to actually uh becoming like part of the metal community 
like going out to shows. I mean, it's a very tight knit kind of brotherhood community. Yeah, and that was exactly what I needed. I'm an only child, so I didn't really have that. And as I said before, I spent most of my time around adults, whether it was academically taking college classes when you're nine and 10, that puts you in a very weird position in life. Wow. And or playing in an orchestra where everyone is, you know, in their 30s or 40s, uh, stopping in to do that. And uh, getting challenged by a nine-year-old, you know, that puts you in, in mm-hmm. another awkward position. Um, being able to go finally to my first maybe hardcore show, I think I was 14, 13 or 14. My mom walked me down. All my friends from school were going. And uh, it was a matinee, Sunday matinee. And the kids, you know, and she looked around. She talked to the bouncer. She talked to the, you know, the staff. And she felt comfortable leaving me there. And it was the first time I could be wild it was okay to be wild it was encouraged Mm -hmm. to be wild oh yeah of course and and it was such a release screaming along grabbing mics running on people's faces punching (laughs) them you know we used to say we're going i bet you had a lot of that built up by oh yeah i did i absolutely (laughs) did punched up 10 guys in 14 seconds (laughs) i did well my nickname is the crusher yeah (laughs) is that where it developed kind of yes (laughs) at age 14 Wow. wow. You Just know, because I always people. had to maintain this kind of, you know, uh, professional, conservative, academic, uh, got it together, polite, advanced per- being. I didn't get to do temper mm-hmm. tantrums and s- sneak out and do all that stuff. So then when I finally did get into that environment, it was so energetic and it was so raw and so real and it was full of passion from the heart. All the notes were wrong. Nobody gave a fuck. It was just everything and everything that you can think of and there's so much happiness even though there's fists flying and people are pushing and shoving it, it, there was just so much joy to be there and a release of all that stress and uh camaraderie that i didn't have mm-hmm. and then i just i found family you know your hardcore family your metal family and there's still we're still friends to this day with many people that i've met at shows when you're mm-hmm. 14 and then we always say when you when you love metal when you love hardcore you have family around the world and that's true you know yeah. we've, we've gone places that we've never met people before we only knew them maybe through computers or something like that uh you go on tour you have a place to sleep you know mm-hmm. and then vice versa when they come through here and then we make the connections and it spider webs out and like you're a friend of a friend and they're in trouble in chicago do you know someone here that might be able to help and you get on the phone and you help each other out it's just it's more than the music it's it's the whole connection yeah there's a reason Mm -hmm. for the word like metal community Community. or hardcore community Uh because that's basically what it is yeah it's it's a family we always say that and it's it's very global like you said it's It's very global even there's like an instant relationship of trust that's built there too um, like I was at a show and then there's a guy in a suffocation shirt in the parking like, lot oh, asked okay. me um, a question, something about re-entry. Um, my friend was working there. I was like, hold on, let me just text him, ask if there's re-entry and wait in a while for him. He's like, you want to come sit in the car or like drink a couple beers before the show? <laughs> Total stranger. Get in the car. No like, problem. Drink he's a couple got a suffocation shirt on. You know, you know yeah. he's, good <laughs> he's your boy like exactly. immediately. Like, Absolutely. I can trust this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's and, always that thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you can keep oh. going. Uh, there's always that thing when you're like in a, the world of norms and you see someone like you wearing that King Diamond shirt walking down the street. You always got to say, nice shirt, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not wear this because I knew you were a King Diamond fan. I did not know that when I put that on this morning. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just love that. You know, you see someone with a, with a you know, sugar shirt, nice shirt. Always mm-hmm. always acknowledge it, even if you don't know them, even for a second that like you you get bond. it. You understand it. You get it. Yeah. You know, like we're the same, man. Yeah. You like, you're like do the eye thing, not even the like say anything or like. Yep. Oh, Look yeah. at the eye, yeah. the quick chin up in the air. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're about. Yeah. And that's you're always, good. That's you're one of the nice. good ones. Yeah. yeah. It's always nice because we do forget that we're the minority when we're always in the circles together. We're like, oh yeah, everybody's like us. But then you go out in the real world and we're still, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know the real world. You just go out into But the I'm real just world. 45. Still, so <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I might even walk out and on the street today and well, we leave this the place real i don't world, know maybe i mean i'm play make-believe for a living so oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. obviously i'm tr- not trying to be yeah. there at all ever. yeah i use glasses and those glasses actually play just old horror movies and like metal like <laughs> so i don't really see the world through the glasses i just have things playing in there yeah. i just do like three hour meditations of trying to me- melt reality yeah. based well, on yeah. buddhist traditions you know 
Like um, nothing is here, everything is here. Yeah. Uh, Rainbows, holograms, which is real. Is it real the if Ronnie I see James it? Dio hologram. <laughs> the Dio hologram. If you see it, that. is it real? When is it real? What is real? Yeah. All when the, is the snake a snake and just a rope? Basically, the only thing mm -hmm. that we know that is not a rope, but it, that is real, is actually Ronnie, Ronnie James Dio. Yes. He's not with us anymore, but he's still the realest. The realest, mm -hmm. the real, realest, real the realest always. little man you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real always recognizes real for sure. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you both for coming in and spending some time with us. Truly appreciate your time so much. Uh, Mashuga's new album, The Violent Sleep of Reason, October 7th. Go watch season four of Orange is the New Black. Jessica, or yeah, one, two, and three joints. <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's absolutely awesome. Uh, thank you so much again. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you for having us. Awesome. God, that Lombardo Hoagland debate. I don't know. If, I can't even. I, 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 I'm just dead. My, my brain is dead. I don't know how to. How was, do you pick? I was looking forward to doing the, the debate, and at the same time, I was like, what the hell am I going to argue against? Gene Hoagland, like, I could argue that they're both on the same level, but to say that one of them's better than the other, I mean, even Thomas, like, opened up, he's like, yeah, they're, they're both insane drummers, podcast yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a rough one, but it was good, man. Um, also, Jessica, like, I was really moved by how she was talking about what metal means to her growing up in, in such a very unique environment. And how it just gave her strength and comfort, and just the way she spoke about it was was very moving to me. Very impassioned. Yeah, I thought that was great. I'm I'm so happy that she came by and that we had her on our podcast. I mean, it was it was awesome. And that's it for the Loudwire podcast today. We want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit it, hit it. Also. Check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, visit loudwire.com. Hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GrahamWire. Joe does not have a Twitter. No Twitter. No. Nope. I had one a few years ago. I think I signed up for it to taunt the Seattle Seahawks for their <laughs> ugly new uniforms. Okay. <laughs> and uh, not really much else. All right. Do you remember? Well, do you still have it? it? It might still be active. What's the? I don't think I ever deleted it. What's the account name? Uh, probably Thrones of Blood. Uh, oh, I, I used it for like everything. Nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Well, you know, uh, but. In the end, Joe doesn't want your Twitter followers. <laughs> give, I, I give them all to Graham. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're out. We'll see you next time.